On today's episode, we've got a special treat as we pull back the curtain on how we create videos and speak with the team here at Rainy Media. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about us and you in particular, because you're in, your, in their face every day. <laughs> every day, over their shoulder, touching their computer screens. It's all happening right now. Welcome to the program, How I Got This Gig. I'm your host, Dean Rainey. And I'm Berman Lamb, the other video twin. We are the video twins, that's right, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the video twins. Let's get this right out of the gate. What's happening with the video twins, Berman? I don't know. Well, we're still twins, not legally or, or technically or any of that, but we're still Biologically, around. Logically, <laughs> anything, no. No, no. But uh, we've been busy, and that's the reason why we've been uh, a bit quiet on our side. Um, you know, even for me coming up, I got I got to fly for a month out of the country, so it's been tough trying to get this stuff going. But uh, we're working on some stuff. We're working on it. We got the in the meantime, we got the podcast is restarted. This is a new year, a new season. This is episode two, and it should be a lot of fun because yeah, we're gonna hear from Holly, Gus, and Leo. The team that I've built here. The Wonder Triplets? Yeah. The Wonder Trio, yes. (laughs) And we're going to hear what they say. And I got to be honest, I was a little nervous going into this because I was like, hey guys, I just want to talk to you about like sort of your journey getting here. I know you're all still kind of young and starting out, but uh, don't worry, this isn't a year-end review. I don't know. (laughs) I don't need to know how you feel about me or you know, how everything's going in the job, but I just wanted to talk to them about sort of how they came to work here and then how they find it. So what Dean is trying to say to them is that the year in review is not this, but it is coming, so be kind. Oh, it came. Oh, it, it came. came oh, wow. We did okay. it in December. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Okay. And they did great. They did great. They had a great year. Uh, there's been a lot of growth on the team, mm-hmm. uh, some maturing, yep. which is nice to see. And yeah, some creative sparks have begun to formulate yeah so that's fun yeah you know it's it's this podcast is you know special to me i'm sure it's special to you because this team we've seen it grown from day one and to see them you know each individual mature grow in their own space has been very rewarding uh not just for them but even for us oh totally absolutely i mean holly uh, my first uh team member staff member joined me and then gus you know it was his first job period. I don't think he's ever had another job uh, <laughs> except for this one. Yeah. And, and and he's had exceptional growth. And then Leo, you know, Leo was a little bit older than the rest of the team and has come and he did a lot of freelance work, but this is his first sort of on staff, on a team gig and uh, he's finding it uh, rewarding as well. So we talk about a couple of things. We talk about working together as a team and what that's like compared to freelancing, maybe as a one-man band. Mm-hmm. It's different, right? You, you, there are responsibilities, in particular for you, uh, when it comes to running a team. For me, being a freelancer, I don't have to worry about anything. You know, I don't have to worry about uh, is there jobs coming in? Are we going to be able to sustain all stuff? There's a lot of stress on payroll. your side. Payroll. Payroll, exactly, payroll. right? Payroll, payroll <laughs> yeah. is a huge thing. And here's the other thing. I work with freelancers, other freelancers that I hire on a job basis. So our relationships uh, begins and ends there. You're with them almost every day of the year. You're building a relationship. You're building emotions. So if anything happens, you feel for them or you know they'll feel for you kind of thing. So it gets complicated, but it also you know, is very rewarding in the same respect. That it's something that I don't get as a freelancer. Totally. Absolutely. And then from their side, you know, uh, if, if Leo, for example, was a, was operating as a one-man band freelancer, and yep. he, he says in the interview, you know, he just, he lacked getting a lot of feedback, other than from the client, but other sort of peers to give him feedback on his work. And now he's here in this environment, he's got a team, he can run things by people. If he hits a dead end, you know, I can come in and problem solve for him, or people can give him a second opinion. And it just helps him to grow and to make decisions faster and to move through the creative process quicker. You know, that's something that I've learned this year by working with other companies. Like most companies I work in, they bring me in because I'm a specialist in what I do. And they right. themselves have a production house or a production team that consists of maybe one or two people at the most. And when I talk to them, 
I realized that they don't have anybody to talk to or learn from. So what they know is all they know, and they, they can only evolve based on that, uh, you know, that information that they have, and that's it. And I can yeah. see that it could be an Achilles heel moving forward for them. Absolutely. They're in a bubble. And yeah. yeah, sure, maybe they're watching videos on YouTube and they're reading books or whatever, but there's no discussion. There's no dialogue. Like, why is this this way? And yeah. What other options are out there? Because sometimes, you know, when you're doing a project, you're you're trying multiple creative solutions to try to make something work. Okay, change that VO. Okay, no, no, I think it's the music. We've got to change the music. So you're trying different things. And, you know, having different people there, different opinions, different tastes, and different levels of experience, I think it comes together to, to really embolden the team to, to, to get better. Yeah, I have to say, me being a freelancer, I lack that. But I'm thankfully, before I became a freelancer, I had many years uh, being a part of the team. And that helped me as a producer immensely. Yeah, I mean, you run things by me or other people. Jason yep, Chan absolutely. has been on the show as well. Yep. And you get their feedback. So you've kind of got just sort of a casual team. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and I wouldn't have that team. Unofficial. Yeah, I wouldn't have that team unless... I went through the system before. I went through a company and stuff like that and had a team to work with. You know, all those people I, I gained uh, as, as a part of my current team from those previous experiences. So if I start as a freelancer right off the bat, I don't know if I would have you or Jason or any of those people that you mentioned. Right. Be tough. That's yeah. why I'm surprised that these kids graduate college and then open a production company right away. I just don't know where they get maybe the goal or like the, the, the confidence to be able to do that to, wow, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, how deep are your resources? They can't be very, very deep if you're getting into bigger and bigger projects. Right. But then after that, we talked with Gus. He brought up um, confidence and sort of having confidence in the different jobs that you do. And for him, you know, he struggles with confidence with his camera work. Right. And I, ooh, I, I could relate to that. You know, when you're on set and you're responsible for the pictures, for the video, you, you got to know what you're doing, right? And half the time is just having the confidence to know what you're doing and to be able to make decisions based on that, right? Absolutely. I struggle with confidence every day with the stuff I've been doing for the past 15, 20 years. So I can only imagine. Still, eh? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's our edge, right? We always yeah. doubt ourselves so that we push ourselves a little harder um, to get to where we're supposed to be. Well, we, I think there's a little difference there then. Okay, because that might not be confidence. That might just be like nervousness. You know, like they always say, if you don't have butterflies in your stomach before you step on the court or the rink or whatever, then you may not be performing at your highest level. Yep. So I think that's kind of where we are. Mm -hmm. But if we step on set, I mean, I'm still trying to give an air of confidence. Like, hey, the buck stops with me. I know what I'm doing, even though I may not. Yeah, inside. you have to. You have to. Right. You have to put that mask on and go, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe. Because other people are going to look to you. The client's looking to you. Your team's looking to you. And you've got to have the answers. That's yeah. what your role is at this level. Absolutely. Just say with confidence. That's all that matters. Yeah, totally. So I could see where Gus is coming from. You know, if you're nervous about the camera, if you're nervous about your lighting, those nerves come out, you know, maybe you get a little more clumsy with the equipment. Maybe you miss some shots that you were supposed to get. Maybe you're a little bit distracted because you're so focused on the camera because you're lacking the confidence that you maybe miss some stuff from the performance of the artist or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's just something that we, as it comes through in the interview that we just discussed. It comes with experience. Right. And then Holly brings up uh, multitasking and different skills and, and trying to figure out where they want to go. You know, what do they want to specialize in? Right. Did you find that important when you were kind of growing up through this business? I did. It was interesting because right from the get-go, when I first kind of got into, I mean, I, I guess my second job when I was in Singapore in an advertising agency, they noticed that I, was, I had multiple skills. I, I was able to wear multiple hats, but they told me, it's great that you can do this, but to excel or kind of move up in, in this um, industry, you need to pick something, which right. was like a first one. I was like, really? I thought Jack, of, like, you know, I was so used to being Jack of all trades. It was refreshing, but also scary that people said, now you got to pick because I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed the production side and doing the numbers. I enjoyed organizing all, you know, the crew and all stuff, but I also enjoyed directing very much and coming up with the concepts. So, when I was told that, I'm like, I don't know. I like everything. That's what I'm good at. Um, that kind of irked me a bit. But I mean, in a way, it kind of turned out for me. What I do now as a freelancer, I need to know everything. Um, 
So I can see both sides. I can see both sides. But, you know, maybe how the industry has changed over the years, this is the best way to have a skill set. Like, if you're a cameraman, you probably have to edit too. Yeah. A lot of the jobs in television, maybe not in commercials. I know you always speak from TV commercials, but that's just one small area of television, broadcasting, video production, right? If you're working for t- in television, you know, maybe not on a big show. On a big show, you're going to have your specialized thing. But if you're working in a network, doing promos, doing ad sales, whatever, you're going to have to be able to edit and produce all of that stuff, right? I think it just opens up more opportunities for you. Uh, you're absolutely right. You, you brought up a very good point where I, I still believe those people and those roles are still needed in terms of specialization. But that group is, or that uh, need or demand is, is growing uh, smaller, while the demand for those who can do everything is rapidly gl- growing faster because of YouTube and how that's affected our industry. And budgets, right? Yep. As consolidation happens amongst the broadcasters and all of that, yep. and roles get combined. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, okay, well, enough of our uh, <laughs> lollygagging here. Let's let's get in here and see if there's any dirty laundry that is aired I can't wait. As, we, as we talk <laughs> to the Rainy Media team. All, all right. right. Well, this should be fun. We've got the whole team here from Rainy Media. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, we got uh, Holly, Gus, and Leo. You've all been working for me for uh, various times here, and today we're going to find out how the heck did you get this gig? Yeah. Are you guys excited? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. How do you feel being on this side of the microphone? It's all right. I'm usually in front of the camera, so it's all good. Yeah, you do a lot of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, lots stuff. of YouTube videos. Yeah. Gus, how are you feeling? I'm um, okay. Welcome to the show, always Mr. Enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> and Leo, yeah. the newest member. I'm excited. You excited? Yeah. All right, to share your, your wealth of knowledge that you've gained uh, since you've uh, graduated college. Absolutely. All right. So let's start with you, Holly. Uh, you've been with Team Rainy Media the longest, eh? I remember uh, I found you working in the salad bar and superstore. I am really good at slicing a pineapple now. So yeah. that's a skill I have and I use actually often. My parents get me to do all the fruit trays. But yes, I worked at the superstore for about a year um, before actually finding awesome work uh, locally in the small area of Norfolk County, which is kind of big, but not a city. So you definitely paid your dues. Yes. Did you study film and television at school? I did. I did three years at Niagara College of uh, television, radio, and film. So I got a little bit of all three, which was nice. Good. What about you, Gus? Did you study as well? Uh, Yeah, I went to Conestoga uh, for television broadcasting for two years. And Leo? Uh, I also did the same thing as Gus. We went to school together. That's where we met. Conestoga Television Broadcast. That's right. And uh, Gus recommended you for the job. Yes. When there was an opening. What are your thoughts on the college experience, particularly for broadcasting television, video, film? Mine are mixed. Yeah. Um, so with my course, it was, as I said, like the radio, television, and film. So the first year you did all three, which was pretty cool. You got to dabble and decide what you liked. And then as you got closer to your third year, you got to hone in on which one you wanted to do. So I, I went film. Um, but first and second year, I did do some radio stuff. And I kept up with the radio. Even in my third year, I did a, <clears throat> had my own radio show, yeah. which was really great for me because that taught me a lot. But uh it was kind of mixed because there's some things as when you get into the work world that you didn't learn in college. Like I got a lot of practical stuff, but there wasn't a lot of writing and or, or like learning how to pitch or, or any of that kind of stuff, which was kind yeah, of... Uh, sure. Right, that was lacking. Yeah, definitely that. Did you feel you were prepared or maybe it's a case if you, you came out and you thought, I'm ready. And then maybe when you got into real world situations, did you find, well, I'm, I'm not quite ready. Uh, I was pretty okay with editing, like I was pretty familiar with software after college, which yeah. was really helpful. But some of the, like the whole part of like producing and writing was not there. I didn't realize, like even going out to get clients, like how do you, I don't know, I still don't know how right. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> uh, but getting clients or finding work was not something that was really touched on, which was unfortunate. Yeah, because that's, you, you, a lot of times in this business you got to make your own work, you got to find your own clients. Uh, I, I heard a lot of really good things about Conestoga. And um, I was kind of disappointed because when it came to just like learning about filming and lighting and stuff, we learned the basics and the program was more geared towards news and television. But even then, like I didn't learn much from the program. 
it was really like it felt like just the basics and when you're going to college and you're paying that much yeah i think you want something that's going to prepare you a lot more and i didn't feel prepared after i graduated three years or two years did you guys do two years two years for you mine was three three leo two two years as well that's not a lot of time but uh to you know to learn a lot of big concepts i guess but I think uh, I agree. They they tend to teach a lot of uh, technical uh, stuff that you can just learn on set, anyways, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's the overall bigger ideas and you know crafting yeah. story and talking yeah. to clients and what what are your thoughts, Leo? Um, I feel kind of the same as Gus because we went to the same school and um, like I felt like the techniques they were teaching you were like really safe. Like we kept the camera on the tripod a lot. We rarely yeah. got to take it off the tripod. And we didn't really learn advanced lighting and that kind of stuff. Like, lighting is so tricky. Yes. Like, I don't really understand it that much even now. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to figure out how to make the shot look how you want it to look. And uh, another thing was with the editing programs. We were so scattered on editing programs. Like, uh, the first year they taught us Final Cut. But then the second year they wanted to switch us to Avid. But they never really taught us how to use Avid. And they were never really strict about which program you could use. You could use whatever program you wanted. Uh, we used Premiere. We didn't use Final Cut. Wow, so a third one in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. No, right? We no, they, Premiere. they taught us Final Cut. But we were allowed uh, yeah, to use Premiere. Right. We could use the whatever first Final program. Cut, probably. Yeah, so Final Cut 7. Yeah, which is the workhorse. They, the they didn't want to just teach us one. They're like, just do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did Final Cut, and then we had Avid Suites. So you started on Final Cut, and then you kind of pick. But... Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. They weren't picky. Yeah. Um, we did we did dabble in After Effects a little bit, but not very much. So that was even a thing. That would um, be a super important program to learn. Yeah. More so than they, even some editing, I think. It gives you a real edge if you know After Effects. Yeah, and the teacher that was teaching it knew a little bit about After Effects. Like, no one was, for us, it was, everyone had a different sort of, each teacher was good at one thing, and trying they were trying to teach multiple things. So everyone, depending on what teacher you got, you got a different experience. Right. Like, they were talking about keeping the camera on a tripod. We had some producers that were teachers who didn't want to be creative. They wanted, didn't want to break out and do interesting things. But then you'd get another teacher who worked on Cronenberg films and was like, oh, we should just put that camera up on a ladder. Like, right. yeah, he was told, he wanted us to do everything. Like, it was an expensive camera because we, we shot on Super 16. Um, and he was like, he, anything you want to do, you go ask him a question, you talk for days about being on set. But then we had other teachers where they were super square <laughs> and yeah, like had yeah. very little, you know, um, background in actual filmmaking, more on the producing side. So like for them to be teaching how to be creative was a bit of a, uh, there's a lot of butting of heads. Sure. The, You're getting older people from the industry. They're set in their ways. They're mm-hmm. going to just teach it that way. I, I almost think that, uh, film television broadcast should be set up more like an apprenticeship like you should go to school for half of it and then the other half you should be in the field at a production company or a tv channel or somewhere even if it's a you're working for someone who's making wedding videos or whatever because that's where you're going to come across real world situations and you're going to learn how to react to them because it's hard to uh just come up with a curriculum to teach this stuff because it's all about reacting to situations, right? And how do you, you know, deal with things under pressure? Like, for example, us as a team went on location to film an interview the other day Mm -hmm. with a local farmer, and he was not at all receptive to working with us on this. And he kind of had a little tantrum. And in my many years of working in the industry, he actually walked off the set. (laughs) And we were all kind of shocked. So, you know, honestly, those are sometimes some of the things you're going to have to deal with when someone's being difficult and you're still trying to get an interview with them or whatnot. So they can't teach that in college, right? Or where you're, you know, two of your lights are down and you've got one. How do you still light a scene or something like that? Or if a client wants to change something around, how do you deal with that? How do you manage that, right? But you learn that if you have an apprenticeship with a production company. So I think we all had kind of the same film school experience. I was disappointed in my program as well. I don't think there's a perfect program out <laughs> no, there. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But it's still good to go. So talk to me about first steps after graduation, because it should be fresh. All you guys are young guys. Uh, you know, what was it like right after graduation? I'll go with you, Leo. Right after graduation, um, I was, wasn't sure if I still wanted to do television broadcast or really? editing or anything. They're, you're just like, done maybe? Like, they yeah. just, what, was it just a bad 
Um, taste in your mouth after that program? Even like towards the end of college, I wasn't putting my all into every project I was putting out. Yeah. So I felt like really uh, demotivated to pursue it anymore. But like uh, I took a job at a restaurant as a busboy. And then um, on the side, I started volunteering at the radio station. And then I started getting back into the television and editing um, feel again and getting motivated to do projects again. Getting hooked again? Yeah. What was it, do you think, about those jobs that relit the fire? Uh, I'm not sure. It was just like, I was just in the TV studio, and I was like doing Switcher, and then I was going to do the audio board, and then uh, they started getting me editing the, the like, ENGs for, yeah. the, for the shows and stuff like that, and it was just like, I don't know, really fun, and like, I guess, kind of creative, even though it was pretty limited with what I was allowed to do. Totally. So was that your first, were you paid for that? Was that, a, was that a gig or you were a volunteer? I was a volunteer then. Okay. So working at a restaurant, paying your dues, volunteering. Yeah. Uh, what was your first paid gig? Um, I started doing freelance videos. I don't remember what the first video I was paid to do was. I think it was for like a horse riding school. Okay. They had me like uh, go out to the farm and shoot um like an intro video for their horse riding uh, school and classes. That's a pretty big responsibility right <laughs> off the, the, the start there is you have to produce the whole video yourself. How did it turn out? Um, I think it turned out for, I think it turned out okay for my skills at the time. I was like pretty new to shooting. So it was really, it was kind of tricky, especially like working with animals and stuff like that. Yeah. Animals are children. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, but like they, they kind of had like a pretty good idea of what they wanted. Yeah. And you were just able to execute on that. Yeah. Good for you. What about you guys? What was your first gig out of school? Uh, I didn't actually get to do much after I graduated because a a few months after um, I started working for you. Uh, But I worked you know you're lucky. Yeah. I'm going to say that right now. You have not paid enough dues, Uh, perhaps. (laughs) No. (laughs) It was only like three months after, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, But I I filmed a a wedding with uh, someone from college. That's Um, a tough gig. Weddings are hard. It It was just him and I. And um, it it was like impossible to get everything. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I never want to shoot a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, no, I never would. It's like so much work for I think we got like $200 or something which is oh. okay but like, yeah it seems okay at the time but it is a lot of work is, you're yeah. probably literally making $2 an hour by the time the whole thing is yeah. accounted for yeah um, it, but I think that was all I did um, before I started working for you I think okay. that was it that was it yes. and then you got the job uh, because uh, Ryan Proper used to work with us and he yes. recommended you and yeah. then you joined pretty much right away yeah, but I joined as a web designer. I didn't join as a, a video editor. <laughs> That's right. But as many things that I do, I changed my mind. And I just, uh, I mean, we just do video, really. Yeah. But I really wanted someone who could kind of help get our page up and going. And you did all that. And you mm-hmm. launched Tribe Ties website as well. Yeah. Holly, how did you, you came and you did some freelance for me first, right? Working in my mom and dad's front living room. Yes. Where they have all the Victorian furniture. Yes. And pe- somebody saw a picture of you working online and thought we were at it, working out of a museum. It did look like a museum. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting. It was a bit chilly in that front room. It was a front. It was a cool front room. It was an old historical home. Yeah. And we had sectioned off the living room with all, and we were just surrounded and actually working on just beautiful like museum quality Victorian furniture. The wallpaper was astounding. It's a velvet uh, texture, uh, like it has a texture to it. Yeah, yeah. And it was flowers. I think yeah. it was like plants and stuff is good and my parents run a internet business out of the house mm-hmm. selling ginseng and we were in the other room and we subrented from them but yeah. you know that did what we needed it to do till we could get into where we are now yeah and uh you did a couple of projects freelance yeah. right mm-hmm. do you want so even before you i had done a b movie oh that's right uh-huh. but that wasn't connected to school Yes, actually, it okay. was. It was, but not. Like, it was after college. Like, I had graduated when we worked on it. You worked on B-movie? No. no <laughs> not B-movie. It was more like a C or D movie. It was pretty uh-huh. pretty low budget. I think it was like, I think the budget was like maybe $10,000. And then eventually I'd worked there. And then it was like a whole crazy story how I moved back to Simcoe and started working for you. Did you get paid for that movie? Though? No. no. I want to know your first paid gig. Oh, my first paid gig was, actually, it was 
Ryan O'Grady. That's I right. Did, uh, so when I moved back, I ended up just looking for any work I could find. And I ended up getting some work through him, which was editing a lavender conference together where it was just cu cutting people like um, uh, shots together of just wide angle lav people talking about lavender for presentations. They were like hour long presentations. I know so much about lavender now, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first paid gig. And then eventually I found you and then we started. I freelanced for a bit. You yeah. had me do some um, really basic stuff out of the gate. Some master classes, I think, were some of the yeah, first Yeah, just we're cutting three camera interviews mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We had Michael Hyatt come on as a regular client, so yeah. there was regular work. So then I, that was, you were my first hire. Yeah. Like, really, yeah, it was just. Uh, it was just perfect timing, because you were looking for someone, and I was looking for work. And I remember taking the little bus that Norfolk <laughs> County has Norfolk to get <laughs> to Waterford, because I didn't have a car at the time. So, I mean, I, when, as I started Rainy Media, I was concerned, like, am I going to be able to find people to help me? Like, yeah. I grew up here. There was nothing going on mm -hmm. here when I grew up. Uh, so I was lucky to find you in the area. Um, so that was exciting. And then Ryan, and Ryan's not with us anymore, but then with Gus from Bramford. Yep. So that was good. And then Leo, you're from Guelph. Yes. But you've kind of, you're doing a, a layover in Brantford in order to sort of commute to Waterford here. Yeah. In our small town. How do you guys find working in a small community like this? I love it. I think it's great. I like I like small communities. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 always interesting, especially when we get to do local work, um, because it's so small town, and it's just you meet the most interesting characters. There's working. a lot of characters yeah. around here. Around here, because we don't typically do a lot of local stuff. We're yeah. getting to do more now, mm -hmm. yeah. but a lot of times our our business is elsewhere. Because in the city, if you do local stuff, usually it's like it's not local because it's it's such a big area doesn't yeah. feel very local like this is you go and film you're filming probably a guy on a farm or something <laughs> or, or something and you guys are cool with that i mean you're not in toronto you're not in vancouver how do you feel about that oh i don't like big city life at all so no. coming out here is really great uh yeah i agree um i really like the drive it's like the most relaxing <laughs> until you ever. get stuck behind the combine yep. yeah sure, that does happen <laughs> yeah i've yeah. done that a uh, few times uh, but yeah, uh, like what Holly said, working in a small town, it's it's really nice because you, you get to know everyone. And I'm not from around here, but like uh, we've met so many people and like I, I kind of know all of them. Like when you guys mention them, it's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, you see the same people. Yeah. I find the pressure is not as great as it is in some of the bigger markets, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they give you a little bit more margin for creativity and freedom and they rely on you. So once you started working for me, what was the biggest thing that you learned? Was there a shocker that you, you know, well, I got here and it was like, well, whoa, I wasn't expecting this or well, this is different. Uh, was there one thing that sticks out that surprised you once you got that full-time gig? Mm, I have to think about that for a second. Uh, for me, I think it was just like the collaborative process. Like um, when one person works on a video, it's like everyone is working on that video too. Um, everyone sort of reaches out for help and, and we all watch the videos together and talk about them. That, that was kind of strange for me because like in college, you don't really get to do that unless you show someone your work, but it's, it's not really like that. Like we worked in groups, but it still didn't feel like everyone was always pulling their weight. Um, yeah, there's a different attitude or something. Yeah. It's still about yourself, maybe. And there's that competitiveness. Yes. And I've got yeah. to show what I can get. Whereas here, it's like, we got a client we've got to please. And we got to get this out the door. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely feel like uh, the biggest change to working here is like the, the group aspect. And there's just like, I guess, like a support network you can reach out to for like help here yeah. which is something i'm still kind of getting used to because like i've been doing freelance and editing on my own so when i make a video it's just well there it is <laughs> like <laughs> i i can throw it at the wall but the wall's not going to give me feedback right but like yeah. here i can just be like hey gus does this color look good and then you can be like oh no you should change it or yeah it looks great <laughs> <laughs> totally important yeah, yeah i think that people underestimate how collaborative film and video yeah. and television mm -hmm. is how about you, Holly? Um, I think for me, when we started, it was just that there was this kind of underground world of 
video making for like these <laughs> internet gurus. Yeah. Because you, we kind of got started when that stuff was just taking off. and that, All this online marketing. It was crazy. Because I only had, like in film, we worked on mini documentaries and all this stuff. We didn't do course videos and, and these interesting like about me videos to kind of tell a story about, you know, Michael Hyatt. Um, who he was. So that kind of writing was totally foreign to me. Right. To write this, like, story arc of who this person is. Because what I'm trying to do for our work is like, mm -hmm. okay, what do we do in movies and what do we do in TV shows? How can we bring those kind of techniques as far as story and creative? And how can we bring them to this otherwise boring video of a guy teaching or a two-person interview or mm -hmm. about me video? Like, what can we do to make it look like it could be on TV beside it, besides any other show? And it would be fine. Mm -hmm. And the, also the power of like just photos and stock footage. Because a lot of times, yeah. you know, we'd use any photo you can make interesting. Um, it's better to show a photo than just have the person on camera. Like stuff, simple stuff like that. Like little things that weren't necessarily covered in school about the power of what you can do to show and not tell. Yeah, absolutely. Number one rule of filmmaking. So here we are, we're all working together in a very collaborative way. Gus, like you said earlier, you were hired to do web stuff. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, because don't, we don't make websites, but... <laughs> I think it was more of a graphic side. We didn't really have a graphics yes, builder. Our graphics were, were lacking big time. Mm -hmm. I'm not a graphics guy. I'm the leader of the team, but I'm not a graphics guy. I'm a story guy. Yeah. And so I needed someone to kind of pick up the graphics and plus we, we needed to build out the websites and we were just getting so busy with the work that we didn't have a lot of time yeah. so that's changed how do you feel about that uh well I, I came in here like hoping like i was looking for a job in video um but I, I guess i was just willing to take anything and i knew eventually like i would be able to to edit some videos um but I, I ended up learning a lot more about web design than I ever thought. I would. <laughs> really? Yeah. You had to figure out a lot of stuff. Yes. On the fly. Yeah. Um, even though we're not like building websites from scratch, we're using WordPress and stuff. But there's still a lot of trial and error with that. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's really cool being able to work on websites and edit videos and make graphics. Um, I feel like I learned a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would learn like a lot of website stuff and then a little bit of video stuff, but I've learned uh, just a lot of different things in a lot of different areas. There is a bit of a lack of uh, titles here for everybody, right? We kind yeah, of off true. the record know where 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 our responsibilities lay, mm -hmm. but we don't have them set in stone. They're not written on your card, Gus. I still owe you cards. <laughs> My cards have the wrong address on them now. No, so. I know. <laughs> And we're moving. Oh, it's a whole thing. So we're going to a new place yeah. with, a, with a separate office and a studio and all that. So that's exciting. But I want to talk about we've got this team built. We kind of know our roles, but they're not really set in stone. How do you feel about working within that environment? Is it working or is it not working? I think it works great. I like to be able to dabble in everything. Like, yeah. I like if I get the opportunity to do camera, I'm going to do it because I really like uh, playing around with framing and doing that kind of stuff. And doing, like, producing work really gets me, uh, you know, skills and that talking to people totally <laughs> yes. so how we've kind of got it broken up is that you are kind of an associate producer mm -hmm. on the ground if we have a local shoot or something which means you'll go and you'll coordinate sometimes you do the interviews stuff like that you'll arrange things on the post-production side you are as far as the responsibility you would be our last like our online editor yeah right you would do the color grade and you would kind of look at stuff as well as your editing yeah stories and stuff like that but we usually let things go past you before they go out to make yeah. sure they look and are mixed right. Would that be fair to say? I think so. I really like color correcting, so. I know. Yeah, you've taken to, right to it. Then Gus, you kind of lead on the graphics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of graphics. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, motion graphics and, and just like lower thirds and titles and full screens. We'll pick a font, we'll run it past you. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> and then Leo, you've just joined us, right? Yeah. You joined yes. in August? August. Yeah. So we're getting you in, kind of just uh, figuring out where your strengths are going to be. You've been on set with me filming a lot. Yep. And uh, been doing a lot of offline editing, just trying to get... How do you feel? You're here uh, three months already? Yeah, it's great. I like uh, just going around and doing all the jobs, like being on set and then like doing the edits and stuff like that. Because like, you get to really learn and then just like kind of like show off 
in like other areas too. Right. Yeah. What do you think is important for young people or people getting into this business to keep in mind as they go into a job, a, a paid job in the industry? What kind of things should they keep in mind uh, when they're just at the beginning stage? I think they should just keep an open mind with whatever they're being asked to do and not be dismissive because um, you can have like your heart set on just doing one thing, but you'll never know if you're into anything else unless you try it. Right. And we do all kinds of work, some of it more exciting than others. Yes. <laughs> but how do you justify that? How do you make that okay with yourself? Like... Well, you got to do that stuff. Like, you have to make money somehow. The yeah. stuff that's fun and creative is probably not the stuff that's going to make the most money, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just the way it that's goes. That's just the way it goes. And I think a lot of people, they get discouraged. I know, like, from my graduating class, there might be six of us that are actually working in video. Six people out of how many people? Um, when I started, there was 100 students. We all branched off. But from film, there might be six people that okay, are so actually working. So that's a working. 6%. Go ahead. How many do you think are still in the industry from your graduating class, Leo and Gus? Uh, like two of you. 10%. 10%? Um, I don't know very many people that stayed in the industry. Maybe five of us still? Out of what? Uh, 30. 30. Okay, so like 15%, 10%. My graduating class of 25 years ago <laughs> is 10% too. Yeah, it's low. It's very it's low. It's very low. Yeah. It's just perseverance here. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that I went to school with, they went off and they had these big ideas. I'm going to make these films, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how that really works. Like yeah. when I got out, we did Blood Riders, but that was because we were able to collaborate with the college and get some funding. Um, but that's not how it necessarily always works. Um, I have another friend. He works actually in Toronto in, on films because he got into the union. Um, but that's also a battle. Like he isn't that uh, Chris? Yes, Chris. He was on the, on the pod podcast. podcast. Yeah. So he he lives Great in Welland, um, and he has to like take a lot of time and live in Toronto, like away from his wife for uh, weeks on end, and commute back and forth. It's a whole thing. But that's because he is very passionate and he wants to do that. But again, a lot of people thought they would be doing something else and not ready to take on the fact that yeah, you're going to have to do some work that may not be that fun. Yeah. Do you still do stuff on the side for your own stuff, Gus? Uh, sometimes I make reviews on my YouTube channel, yeah. game reviews. Um, do you want to plug that channel here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I think you make the only YouTube channel that you don't want anyone to watch. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not how YouTube works, man. <laughs> no, that's how YouTube works. Yeah, don't don't share it anywhere. I, I'll get followers. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll uh, find it. Game out. reviews take forever to make, so I kind of stopped making them. Yeah, that's, that's they were, sort of They it. were good videos, though. Thanks. I've watched all of them, I think. I get really obsessive when it comes to writing, so that's part of why I stopped too. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you writing scripts up? Like, were you writing like, "Here's all my points," and or were you just oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd take notes and then yeah. I'd write a script and rewrite it until I thought it was perfect or decent, and it took forever. So yeah. I just kind of stopped. Yeah, you got Can't go for perfection. You just gotta get it out there. Gotta get out there, especially door. with YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Leo, you do YouTube videos, or you had a successful channel too before. Yeah, I used year. to do uh, YouTube videos. Um, I still kind of want to do YouTube videos. Like I've done, I did one over the summer actually, where I, uh, I went axe throwing, and then I documented the whole process of doing that and like the whole experience. I also I also started a podcast recently. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, that's new. Yeah. What's Since the podcast? Fun. It's called uh, the Art of Conversation. Oh. Yeah, I've done kind of a soft launch, where I've just told a couple of people. Well, now you're telling everybody. You're telling everybody. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm telling everybody now. <laughs> and what's the concept then? Um, so the first act is I just have a conversation with someone. Yeah. And then the second act, we we have an act break, and then we'll do an activity, try a new food, watch something that we've never seen before, and then the second half is us talking about our new experience. Okay. How many episodes have you done? Uh, I've done one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Soft launch. Soft, Soft launch. launch. Has yeah. it gone out? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll have to look for that. What's yeah. it called? The Art of Conversation. With Leo? With Leo. Okay. I should have uh, researched names because there's like four already called that. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um, what do you enjoy most about your, your job, Holly? Uh, so like here? Like, I guess do you have another yeah. job? That you like more than <laughs> I do like side editing. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's just, I like putting stories together. Like when we do doc documentary editing or even like we do these testimonials, like case studies, yeah. those are my favorite things to edit, just to really tell someone's story. Um, I think that would be my favorite thing to do and my favorite part of working here. Is it? Yeah, documentary yeah. storytelling. 
Gus, what do you like? I really like making graphics and, and graphic design and then um, trying to like uh, translate it into video and add motion to it. Um, that's, that's something that I've really been into lately. <laughs> Leo? Uh, I'd say just like learning new things. I love it when like I'll discover something and be like, oh wow, I've been doing it this way the whole time when I could have been doing it this way and it looks way better. Yeah. Yeah. Good little surprises. Yeah. yeah. We get those a lot working with Final Cut. Yeah, especially yeah. with Final Cut. Like I'm transitioning from Premiere to Final Cut right now and it's, it's a little tricky. I know, I know. We're still con I'm still thinking about whether to consider Premiere at some point or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know. Final Cut has some personality. It keeps things interesting. <laughs> yes. You never know when Works something's not going to work yeah. or crash. Mm -hmm. or now, you both. can be totally honest. What do you not like about what you do here? Um, I, I have a mixed feelings about producing because I like it, but I also hate talking to people. Really? Like, yes. It's a mixed, mixed feeling, yeah. though. It's kind of like both because like sometimes when the experience is really good, I'm really... But leading up to having to deal with someone is it causes me a lot of anxiety. Right. Yeah. But dealing like when I get in there, it's fine. And after I'm like, yes. But up until that point, it's it's like, oh god. Nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nervous. Okay. Well, I think it's good for you to do it. I yeah. think you certainly can do it. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't force you if it was really, no, really yeah, a big yeah, problem. No, yeah, for sure. But then there's also, also that thing is like, you're the young lady on the team and this is going to be totally terrible. I'm sure some social social justice warrior is going to call me out on this, but sometimes it's easy to send the young lady. Yes, especially dealing with older gentlemen. Yes. It's just the way it they is. They just mm -hmm. won't I, talk to me, but they'll talk to you. Yes, I have to turn on the charm. <laughs> it didn't work in that last interview, though. No, Nothing, he wasn't having any, any of, of it. it. No. <laughs> Any of it at all. Yeah, but that would be probably the part that I think builds up the most anxiety. And editing course videos can be really boring, but that's totally. it. Like, that's it. I but I think we all can agree on that. But yeah. the producing, though, there's just uh, more payoff. It builds to something bigger. Mm -hmm. It really does. It really does as you become more involved in the community and the overall creative of the video that you're producing. Yes. Yeah, it's really great skills. You can just plow through that. Yeah. But I know I hate meeting people too. I get, I get nervous too. <laughs> Making oh, phone calls. Man. I'm like, oh God, can I just send an email? Yeah. <laughs> Gus, what about you? Um, I don't like starting new projects because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I've always been like a slow starter. Um, but like eventually when I pick up the pace, then it's like, oh, I love this. <laughs> do you find that it's just like, where do I even begin? There's too yeah. many choices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing, and this is kind of recent, um, I recently started doing camera more and I get a lot of anxiety because it's, it's always like you're under a time constraint and you're just trying to do everything really well. So I always get nervous um, that I'm not doing everything well enough and I'm like worried if it's going to cut together well. Uh, but that just takes practice. Yeah, it totally. It takes time. It is nerve-wracking yes. being a cameraman until you hit that kind of tipping point where you're like, okay. Because it really is about confidence. Even yeah. if you don't have it, you got to sort of let everybody else think that you've got mm -hmm. it on yeah. set. Fake it till yeah, you make it. Thing. Yeah. And then you're going to cut your own stuff, hopefully, typically. No, but you're cutting each other's stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. I think. Yeah. So then you're really seeing, yeah, if it's not working, then. But it's, yeah. you're going to learn from that mm -hmm. each time. Yeah. And it's yeah. good that we can also feedback for next time. Be like, hey, guys, the camera work looked great, but if we had more of close-ups or this kind of shot, yeah. it would have cut a little bit better together. Like, it was, still works, but just for next time, so you get better every time, I think. I think we have a good uh, rapport with each other. Yes. I've been in other uh, work environments where everybody's highly competitive with each other, and they don't yeah. want to help each other, and they don't want to share resources, and they don't. And I just thought, what the heck is the point of all this? We're all on the same team, mm -hmm. but you're making us... Some managers think that that pushes people better. I don't think so. I no. think that... Uh, there are people that work better with under the collaborative. Well, sometimes I even yeah. forget that I can ask for help, and like I'll get stuck on an edit, and it's not where it needs to be, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah. I could just I could just show you guys. Come here. People. I need you to come look at yeah. this. I don't know what's going on. It's not working. What about you, Leo? What do you find challenging, um, or maybe you even just don't like it? I think the the time constraints with certain projects, because like I have issues with uh, just getting all the footage and then looking at it and being like, well where does it all go? Yeah. I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> so then I'm thinking about like, okay, but I have to get started and I only have so little time to do it. Kind of that kind of thing. Do you have a trick that you do to help you get started? Uh, well, I just like, you, you just do it little by little, right? So you just like, okay, well, I can cut out obviously the person that's asking questions. Yeah. So that's really easy. Just do that. 
and then you just start watching the clips individually and then you just go from there building what you need trying to take from there and then eventually you'll have a rough cut watch it see what you can take out of that and then yeah that's yeah. a great piece of advice i mean michael hyatt one of our clients he's an author too that's how he writes books he'll sit down and he will like okay today i'm just writing the page with all the chapter titles. Mm -hmm. and if yeah. that's all I get done today, that's fine. I'm not going to panic. And then I'm going to go through and I'm going to chapter each book. And then I might find a quote for the beginning of each one. And I'll just do it, piece it out almost. And that's a great way thing to do with video as well. Is to just, yeah. okay, I know I need to do this. I'll do it. And then move on. And then it's like sculpting, right? It kind of reveals itself. You're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gus, as a non-quick starter? Uh, well, if you look at... I think my problem is that I, I look at the entire video and I think like this has to be like this long and it has to have all of this and then it just feels overwhelming. Um, but yeah, like Leo said that you just have to go little by little. Um, sometimes I don't start editing like at, like if it's a, an interview or something, I'll start at the end or like the middle or something. Yeah. Um, just oh, like really? where I know I have B-roll for something just so I can get started. Yeah. And then that'll sort of fuel me. Um, to go back and then uh, move a little faster and then eventually it's done and it's it's good. That's pretty crazy that all of a yeah. sudden, yeah, what was seemed so yeah. impossible at the beginning mm -hmm. is actually a really wonderful little story that you've made there. Great. So um, we also try to get everybody to do what all kinds of different roles. And how do you feel about that? Would you like to specialize in something or do you want to kind of be jack of all trades i like be doing everything yeah yeah because i can't do the same thing for over and over again because i get really bored so changing it up like uh sometimes if i'm thrown on camera i'm like cool and then going out for a day and shooting and then working in the office like i like having that dynamic that sometimes maybe we're in the office for a couple days or and then sometimes we're gone three days in a row shooting like we just did all the chamber of commerce videos right and i think everyone had to do a little bit of everything on those to make them work because sometimes like we're on an edit we don't have all three of us so maybe two of us yeah. will have to do it like leo and and uh gus had to go out and film by themselves and film with a kid yeah <laughs> have some fun awkward uh situations you learned something there right you had to go film with a young uh youngster who was an entrepreneur and yeah. you guys tell me about that gus you showed up and uh uh it was awkward because uh, <laughs> Leo and I had the wrong address. That was my fault. Yeah. I didn't realize there was two, and I didn't Producing send them. Producing fail. Producing fail. It was a producer yeah, fail. So we I were late. <laughs> so we were late, and uh, we forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> we were so worried with probably you're feeling anxiety because you had to do the camera, yeah. and you're just overwhelmed, yeah. and just like, and you didn't introduce yourselves. Yeah, it was it was really weird uh, even showing up there because Nathan was just waiting outside for <laughs> us to arrive. And then, like, he didn't even really say hi to us. He just said, uh, over here, yeah. walk in. And then we walked into, like, an empty room, and it was, like, actually upstairs we had to go. Yeah. And they were really nice, and it went well, yeah. but we were just... It was just awkward. It was just an awkward started. situation. Scatterbrained yeah. there for the beginning. And uh, the video turned out great, though, and they're very yeah. happy. Yes, they're, they're super very happy. happy. I think now that they see it, they're like, okay, that's what. Um, but you can see kind of where I get my confidence or bossiness, right? <laughs> when I step onto a place, I just, whether I'm right or wrong, I'm sure. Right? Yes. I have to be sure. Yeah. And maybe they can change my mind and tell me something else, but I'm going to just go in there and take control of the situation. But that's something that definitely comes with age, I guess, and just, just experience. Time. Yeah. Do you find that then that uh, you've got a lot more to grow, but you feel good about it because you know you'll grow into it? Like, you'll get that experience? Do you, do you feel? Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially, like, when you're doing the same thing for so long, like working in a smaller environment, and then you go to a newer environment, and suddenly there's, like, this whole new world of possibility that you can do. Yeah, I, I think it, it just comes with experience and um it, it was weird for me because like i've barely done camera so it, there was already a lot of pressure like from the start for this for these chamber videos <laughs> yeah these videos uh but yeah I, I think over time um like we'll get more confident and it'll become easier and like we'll know what we're doing so it won't be as awkward totally it all comes down to confidence mm -hmm. just yeah. feeling secure that I'm not going to break this gear. It's yes. going to be fine. Man, something might bang, but uh, it'll be fine. And then I just know what I need to do to get the basics. And then yeah. once I'm comfortable with that, I can improve on that and get more. Yeah. I think it's super important um, 
to step out of your comfort zone and not be afraid to like screw up because no matter what you're gonna make it work in the edit like totally. we've we've yes. we've it's made so much in both miracles like we've made things happen that i'm like i can't believe this worked with photos like you just make it work in post well we didn't get that interview with that farmer yeah and, it, and we still made a video where we just used a lot of text to tell the narrative and it was short and sweet but it still looked great mm -hmm. And nobody knew it otherwise. I think that's what I really like about this job is that there is wiggle room to screw up and then learn from that screw up and then not do it again. Like I've made mistakes in the past that I won't make now. Yeah. Um, even as far as like as an editor goes, there's things that I know now that if I make the mistake, I can fix this in post. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like and that just comes with the experience, right? Yeah, totally. So looking ahead, what are you what are you guys looking forward to? Do you think? Uh, this isn't a job like a review or anything here, <laughs> but uh, what are you looking forward to getting into coming up, Leo? Like uh, It could be on your side gigs, it can be with Rainy Media, it can be like, as far as the industry and your work, what do you, where, do you, where would you like to be heading? I just want to be able to, I just want to be making more content and stuff like that, uh, more videos, more yeah. podcasts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to just uh, make content, you know, like coming up with the concept and then executing it and then seeing it through to the end and then getting a reaction from people yeah and say, hey that was pretty cool makes you feel good right yeah. yeah that's one thing i like about this job too is like we get client reactions as well like they'll email us and be like oh that was a great job you guys did on the video yeah yeah very important clients if you're listening <laughs> you can give positive feedback too you know yes <laughs> what about you gus what are you what are you working towards i just want to keep pushing myself um since I've started, I think I've become a lot more creative and I'm not afraid to like be creative when it comes to editing or, or like even filming sometimes. Um, and when I started like showing you the videos and getting feedback, I find there's a lot less feedback. But when I'm as I'm editing, like I'm a lot more critical of myself, yeah. which I think helps me to, to push myself more. What I'm looking for from you guys as I train or teach or whatever or manage you guys or whatever is that, you know, I want you to learn from what I teach you and follow that, but then only to a point where then I want to see, okay, you understand all that, and then you're now saying, okay, but here's what I think we can do with that. The student becomes a master, right? Mm -hmm. What about you, Holly? What am I looking forward to? Yes. Um, I'm really excited that we're moving into a new location <laughs> yeah. because that just gives us more space to kind of work. Like, yes. to be honest, I like working in a basement, <laughs> but there's not a lot of room for like studio space and it doesn't yeah. like, we can maybe stretch our creative muscles a little bit with ideas. Um, I think we have a little bit more space to execute them. Yeah, because then we don't have to pack the gear away every time yes. we're doing just no. a little insert or pull it all out. It'll be kind of set up and everybody mm -hmm. will have a little bit more space to work in mm -hmm. um yeah it should be fun speaking of sort of that collaboration and that we try to weekly watch some sort of film or television yeah, for an hour on fridays it's, yeah. it's one of, it's How great do you feel about that i think it's it's great to take a break because we have such good discussions about the content especially if coming from all different backgrounds and different ages we all have very different views of it and i think yeah. it's really interesting especially gus because he doesn't like anything <laughs> no he's liked a lot that we've yeah, been watching true. though yeah, he's yeah. enjoyed you. because I I, everything we've watched <laughs> i just uh i want i want you to just keep in mind why you got into this business mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. probably because of great movies and television shows yes yeah. what do you think leo about the uh, movies? Yeah, I mean, you're new here. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, it's uh, We've been watching a lot of movies that I probably wouldn't have watched on my own. So it's good like exposure to uh, other media. Totally. Now, if I can just get you guys reading books. I, I read a little bit. Not enough. <laughs> yeah, I should I'm read more. Teasing, yeah. We should do a podcast about the shows we watch. I think we could do it. Yeah, we could totally. We should have a book club podcast. But <laughs> you guys don't read. No, we can do the... That's we what we movies. will read. Okay. All right. No, we'll watch... Get like two episodes a year done, I yeah. think. Okay. Well, you know I end every episode with a film term, read it out, and then see if the guests can guess. Okay. And I think the guests aren't doing so well. I think one guest has gotten it, right? Cool. And now, today you're competing with the others. I'm not going collaboration. Now I'm going competition. <laughs> All right? Okay. Let's see if any of you know... This definition. Here we go. You ready? Alan Smithy film. Oh gosh, I have no idea. Alan Smithy film. Uh, when would that be used? 
Alan Smithy film. Because <laughs> his stomach up. is growling. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's used in the credits. Any idea at all? For an Alan Smithy film. Yes. Is it um, a film made by someone who, like, under a pseudonym? Yes. They okay. don't want... Okay, here's the definition. Yeah. The pseudonym used by directors who refuse to put their name on a film and want to disassociate themselves, usually when they believe their control or vision has been co-opted by the studio. And they will put Alan Smithy film. Gold star, guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's lo- and there's lots yeah. of films that you will see that have that. So if you see that out there, you know that there was some uh, disconnect between the studio and the director, and the director took his name off it. Interesting. Okay, final question to leave people with. If you meet a high school student and they ask you, oh, I want to I do what you do, I want to get in the business, what advice would you have for them? Um, this is, well, they can go to college. I don't not recommend going to college. Right. But I definitely recommend finding someone and either interning or, you know, volunteering and just getting in there and just trying everything. Um, locally, uh, there are people. It might be tough in the smaller towns. We're very fortunate to have you here in Waterford. Yeah, but it's doable. It is doable. There are like even More wedding wedding services, anything yeah. is better than nothing. Get behind the camera. True. Get behind the camera. <laughs> great <laughs> advice. Great tip. Great, great line. Even if you like can't find anyone to work for just make stuff yes. with what you have everyone has a yes. phone just just Phones make something have amazing cameras right now yep. um start writing just make things because when you make things you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn what yeah. works and what doesn't work yeah yeah and it's important to be able to show people your work too because yes. i would certainly hire somebody who didn't have a film or television uh education but yeah. if they had a reel yeah totally mm-hmm. uh just be open to criticism I think that's a big thing. Big. I oh, see yes. uh, a lot of uh, younger people and just like inexperienced people who don't want to take criticism on things. And like if you review their work, they'll say, well, why not? That's, that's how I want it to look. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's yes. wrong with it? And then even if you explain it to them, they still don't want to listen. So, you know, just be willing to take criticism on your work. And be teachable. Yeah. Be teachable. Absolutely. Um, one thing, like, speaking of taking criticism, don't take it personal. And yes. I just look at you, Holly, because sometimes I feel like you do a great job and then the feedback comes back. And it used to you, be that you, way. You just get a little bit, but it's just like a technical thing. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, yeah. at the beginning I was a little, took it a little bit personally, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I, I had to go through the same thing, too. Yes, it takes a little bit. you work so of... hard and you just think, this is it, and I'm, I got it, right? I got it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but this is wrong and this is wrong. Yes, now it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, I'll fix it. But at the beginning, it was a little bit like, I can't do anything right. And I get really really down on myself. just saying that that font's too small. It's gotten a lot better. (laughs) Well, we got some exciting projects coming up. We're doing the Tri Tie Tonight show that we're working on. Yep. We're going uh, big with Zach and Natalie. They're going to be on Eastlick. We're doing a whole bunch of shows. Mm -hmm. We're working on a documentary for. Holly's roller derby team. And, oh, yeah, it's uh, very exciting stuff. We did a pilot for a drone show. We got all kinds of uh, interesting things coming up, right? Yeah. I'm Kinda excited to see what else we can bit. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast and for all your hard work uh, with Rainy Media. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah you are you. appreciated, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, we just walked down the hallway, and we were here. It was amazing. That's it, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, well, that was fun. That was fun to hear from... Uh, from the Rainy Media team there. I really appreciate them coming on the podcast and they were really honest. Yeah, they're honest. And you know what? I, I love the fact that they still have a lot of passion for what they're doing. That's my greatest fear is like, you know, day in and day out, you're doing the same thing. Even though in our industry, we're lucky where it's not always the same thing, but still. So to see that, I feel like they had a lot more energy than I expected them to have, which is great. Yeah. Except for Gus. Except for Gus. Except for Gus is Mr. Mr. Laidback. Mr. Laidback. <laughs> no, that's that's, who he is. that's enthusiasm for him. What you heard was enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> he was on the edge of his seat. He really was. <laughs> well, that was a that was a lot of fun. That was a really a lot of fun. It was because it was good. We don't always have those conversations to really go deep with each other. You know, are, are you in? Are you still in it with us? Like, what are you what are you thinking? What's going on in your mind? I know the day to day we we've got project project project. And we have some laughs and we have some fun, but what are you really thinking about the overarching, you know, journey that you've been on? And and so it was really positive. Yeah. You know, what? I, I have to say for those out there who are listening to this podcast who are either thinking about uh, expanding their team or, you know, growing a team or anything like that, 
it, it's good to have these conversations with your team, to have them be honest with you. Um, because that's the only way you can grow. If the person you, you, you're being honest with and they're telling you, you know, this isn't really not for me, if they continue being here and you're not helping them, you know, move on to something else, it's not good for you or the team or for that person. So have these conversations. Uh, don't be afraid to see what you unearth because it will help you grow in the long run. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, it was a lot of fun and I learned a lot about them and, uh, you know, where they're headed to. And you're you're lucky though, Dean. I have to say Why? you're very lucky. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you're a bastard. No, I'm just joking. Uh. <laughs> no, no, because you, you came across a really uh, great group of individuals. Um, I know that at times, you know, uh, you're struggling, not because of them, but you're struggling to, to learn how to, you know, help them grow and help you grow with them. But hey, I had a team when I was back at Fox and it was a revolving door for some of the positions because people couldn't hack it or they didn't like it. And I was always constantly training new people. So the right. fact that you had these guys kind of stick with you for so long is a true blessing. And uh, you got you got to be grateful that you have these guys. Oh, I certainly am. I certainly am. And I learned stuff from them. And they keep me cool. They keep me informed <laughs> of what's going on with the young, with the young folks. They keep cool. <laughs> you cool. Are you down to the skinny jeans yet? Uh, super skinny. Super skinny? <laughs> really? Well, we should plug our website one more time. This episode, again, brought to you by The Video Twins. You can check us out at videotwins.com. You can find the podcast there. You can find a whole bunch of hacks and tips to make better videos. And we should be having some fun new content coming out later this year. Right, Berman? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for those who've been listening, thank you. We really appreciate your support and being a part of our world. Yeah, we really do. Okay, well, we'll see you next time on How I Got This Gig. Take care. Bye.